Well, the Pac-12 could have one, two, three, eight, 17 media partners. Do we really know? Uh, not really, but it, it could be three. We're locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show. Thank you to everybody who has done so already. Let's start with a big controversial statement that will get everybody riled up just for fun. The Pac-12 is not going to die. Oh, boy. Hot take alert. Hot take alert. Anyway, <laughs> this is just, this is, I, I'm, I get more curious by the, the second, frankly, as to what the media deal is actually going to be. There's so much speculation, rumors and discussions and options and this and that and the other thing and people pulling out and being in the mix. And now, according to the New York Post, Apple could be one of the partners. Now, at this point in time, based on the information that I have been able to read and surmise, it is not a situation where Apple would potentially be the only partner, but they could be a partner. But it also seems that there is a non-zero possibility that Apple is the only partner, but I don't think that's particularly likely. I think Apple is kind of moved into the most likely scenario here is that Apple has moved themselves back to the table. Because if you remember long ago, long, I mean like, you know, forever ago, I'm talking two months, the discussions that we were having here on the show about the Pac-12 media deal were that it'd be ESPN and then another streaming partner, either Apple or Amazon. And then the Amazon buzz kind of ticked up and up and up. And they're now seen as one of the, one of the entities media-wise, that will be involved here. But now Apple is at least making a headline here. Could they be involved is an interesting question. Now, I don't actually have the answer to that. I mean, Apple could be a third partner. Apple could be the only partner. Apple could replace Amazon. I don't know. Here's what's interesting about the idea of Apple getting involved. There were a number of people including James Crapia of the Oregonian, pretty sure he works at the Oregonian, who were lamenting the notion that Apple could be, you know, a big partner or that it would be an exclusively streaming deal. I would be surprised if this is a streaming only media deal. I do not expect that to be the case because ESPN wants to put some sort of college football in their late window. I would be really surprised if they're not involved at all whatsoever. If it were a streaming only deal, there, there, there's, there's two sides to that coin. And I'm going to address both of them here because I can already have a semi-accurate prediction of what you're going to be thinking or feeling about that, or some of you anyway. On the one hand, could the exposure be less than ideal for a conference that is exclusively streaming. But like, let's say 
just as a hypothetical, I'm not reporting anything here. That's not exactly what I do here. I commentate and opine and predict sometimes. But if you had an exclusively streaming deal and it was Apple and Amazon, could you have an exposure problem? Yes, you could. Because if people don't already have those services, the only people who are then going to sign up for said streaming services to watch not just some, but all of your games are probably Pac-12 fans, like SEC fans, Big Ten fans, people across the country, unless they're affiliated with a PAC institution in some way or have been in their past, they're probably not going to sign up just so they can watch those particular games. That would concern me on the one hand in the long run from an exposure standpoint. But then you bring in the other side of that coin, which I know is a hot topic amongst everybody in the Pac-12 media rights discussions. And here's, here's a fascinating question that, frankly, I don't think even I personally have the answer to. Would you rather have a deal that involves a cable partner in a semi-significant way, at least, so that you can continue to be on linear television going forward and have a media rights deal that comes in under all of the other four conferences, also on average from now through like you know around 2036 when the ACC's media's deal media, media <laughs> the ACC's media deal I hate English so much when that ends it will pay them an average of 36 million I think I said 32 in a recent show it's around 36 on average and these things fluctuate a lot for the media rights but back to the question here would you rather have a deal that involves a linear cable partner so that you maintain at least that level of exposure in some sense and have a media rights deal that pays per school several million dollars underneath the Big 12 and or the ACC? Or would you rather have an exclusive streaming deal that gets you a media rights payout that surpasses both of those conferences if either were willing to overpay in the eyes of many? Or even, you don't even have to go that far. If your choices are $25 million per school per year for media rights distribution, not total revenue, but just for the media rights, if you come in at 25 and the options are have an ESPN arrangement to be at 25 or ESPN's out entirely and you become the only conference that's all streaming, but you could come in at 34 to 35 per year, which one would you rather have? Kind of a short-term versus a long-term concern. Because I think in the short term, if you were able to have the revenue be higher, right? Or just make it a general principle. If you have higher revenue, but less exposure with streaming, which one do you go with? In the short term, I think you'd rather have the revenue, but in the long term, you may rather have the exposure. Now, that is dependent upon a variety of other factors too when you're talking about how limited that exposure could be. For the conference games, that would be, I think, a, a reasonable concern to share. But if you were able to have non-conference games that did play on linear television 
and you made it to high-level bowl games that we know are going to continue to air on linear television, is that enough? And because we have never seen, I know people are going to want to say, no, it's not enough. It's this, that, and the other thing. Because we've never seen a conference that is exclusively streaming, we don't know what that would look like. You could hypothesize, you could forecast, but you cannot say with any certainty because there is no conference at the, at the Power 5 level, at least, that has been exclusively streaming. It's a fascinating question. It's, it's, it's a really, really interesting question. And I've got a couple more to ask. One of them is, why haven't you tried Built Bars yet? Yeah, I, I don't know either. If the answer is no, because they're a delicious treat. They are healthy. They're low on sugar, low on calories, really high in protein. They got a bunch of great flavors too. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. My personal favorite is mint brownie. I'm a huge mint brownie kind of guy. Also, because it's that time of year, Thin Mints, best Girl Scout cookies. We'll not be taking your questions at this time. You can drop them in the comments below. I will just come back to you with a two-word response. Thin Mints. End of story. So, I don't know how Built does it, though. They make these things that are just so great, so filling, so delicious. Go get yours now. You can go to Built.com. You can also check out your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Walmart, Sam's Club, Built.com. Three different ways. Trifecta, if you will, to get your next order of Built Bars. Don't miss out. The Apple thing really seemed to be sending people into a little bit of a frenzy. I... I don't know the numbers personally on what's more accessible for people, Amazon or Apple TV. Now, the advantage for Amazon is I think you have more people there who have that service, not necessarily for the television component of it, whereas Apple TV Plus, you're only there for the television pretty much. So to me, and again, I'm no media expert, I feel like Amazon's the higher ceiling play, but here's the advantage if you were to go with Apple, if you're the Pac-12. They have already dipped their toe into the sports broadcasting space. And when you're new to that, as Apple themselves have been learning, there can be some hiccups with distribution, with production quality, with all these sorts of things. So if they're already in that space, they may have a leg up on Amazon, but financially, there is no way to know which one could potentially offer you more. I would be intrigued, though. It would, it would be wild, and it sounds ridiculous, but I would be intrigued if you had three, dare I say four, different broadcast partners for the conference. What if you had ESPN as a part of it, a smaller and like out of the blue cable channel, which could be the best rabbit that George Klyovkov has left in his metaphorical hat here. What if you had those two and some games on Apple and some games on Amazon? It feels like it would be too scattered, which is why I don't think they would go beyond three, but I do think they could have three. It, it, it would all come down. All of this really is going to come down. If it's Amazon versus Apple or whether to have Amazon and Apple, fundamentally for the Pac-12, it's going to come down to who's willing to pay more. 
And I don't know that answer and you don't know that answer either. So let's not act like we do. I'm not going to at least. It's a fascinating question. I I, I find it to be most intriguing because we've just never seen anything like this before. CBS and Turner were kind of there. They pulled out ESPN and Amazon. And then it's just, it's just out of the blue. You just see something like Apple and you're like, well, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It, it is not out of the realm of possibility. And I think the other upside here for the Pac-12 is that if Apple is reportedly at least interested, doesn't that perceptually give the conference a better look? Or doesn't it lead us to believe something I'm going to talk about in a moment, which is this situation may not be as dire as some people seem to think? Because if it were truly worthless and awful and no good and very bad and nobody wants the Pac-12 at all, why is Apple's name suddenly coming up? Maybe it's bad reporting. Maybe maybe their interest is completely illegitimate. I don't know. But I think having another player at the table is good for the Pac-12 right now as they try to get this deal out. Speaking of which, Kirk Schultz is a name most of you probably don't know, except for my Cougar fans out there. He's the president of Washington State University. He went on the record talking about the current state of the Pac-12, about the statement that, that the presidents that he signed on to, that they made last week, and how quickly that came together, and how willing everyone was. And look, there could definitely, definitely be some, I guess, president speak, coach speak, whatever you want to call it there, from the president of Washington State University, who would definitely, definitely not like to see the Pac-12 undergo any more realignment that could undermine its long-term future, which I'm not too worried about at this point in time, but hey, you never know. You, you never know. I don't rule out anything anymore. After USC and UCLA, I'm like, yeah, kind of seen it all now. I mean, <laughs> you just, you never know. But he was talking about where the conference is and basically said, look, everybody else is more worried than we are. He did admit and I think validly, because this is where I'm at with my mindset, as opposed to how I view this entire deal and the negotiations and such, that there's not concern, but there's ongoing conversations about, okay, can we do this well? How can we do this the best, right? Like everything is not set in stone, home run, amazing, fantastic right now, nor is it a completely sinking ship that is about to take on its last amount of water all out of the Titanic and then ultimately go down to the bottom of the ocean. That doesn't appear to be imminent either. He also said they'd like to get this deal done before the middle of March. I think it'll be sooner than that. I don't think they'd want to go into their conference basketball tournament with this looming over their heads. I, I, I don't. Now, maybe they can't get it done before then, right? If you've got a new or a relatively new player at the table in Apple, then you probably, you might have some more details to work out that could take longer than you'd want. And at this point, right, we, we've already gone past the time of, you know, oh, it's bad. It, it's a bad perception. It's a bad look for, you know, the talks to be going on this long. You're kind of past the point of no return there. At this point, if you're George Klyovkov, you want to work to get the best deal you possibly can, whatever that looks like, whoever that's with. You've got to be able to do enough. And this is something that New York Post piece uh, mentioned. 
you've got to be able to do enough. And there's no guarantee that you could, if it were all streaming to keep everybody happy because the presidents have made it clear and all sign their names to a statement saying we want to stay together and we are working to make the plan as good as you can. But if it comes back and it's just way, way below and it's low enough to the point compared to the other conferences to where the schools look at it and say, no, th th this is not this is not good enough. We can't you know, commit to this long term. Then you'd have a problem. But if you have someone else at the table, I think that is a good thing for for the Pac-12. And uh, President Schultz said middle of March, that'd be like the absolute latest. Like going into March Madness especially, because March Madness is such a big event. And Pac-12 basketball, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment because gosh, they're a mess. You don't want to have that as fodder for broadcasters and media pundits to, to, to be talking about. Like you don't want that to be the narrative around your conference going into one of the most watched things in the sporting world. That is not what you want to have. You got to have something in place by then. So I think they want to do it before the Pac-12 conference basketball tournaments. I think they have to do it before March Madness starts. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's enough media talk for today. But if you got any questions about that, by all means, hop in the YouTube comments. I don't have to tell you to do that. You guys usually do that anyway, which I'm here for, frankly. You guys uh, post some interesting thoughts around there. Okay, uh, speaking of Pac-12 basketball. Oh, gosh. Uh, right now, according to our friend, Mr. Lenardi, bracketologist extraordinaire, there's a real chance the Pac-12 sends... Not one, but two teams <laughs> into March Madness. Just for context, the Big 12 is going to send like nine. They're going to send like eight or nine. Yeah, it's a really good thing that right now, basketball, though Brett Yormark made some comments, the commissioner of the Big 12, about how basketball is kind of undervalued in these media rights talks. And it's, it's kind of true because, you know, if you pick up a unit in March Madness, which is basically just your conference getting a game and getting a win that sends money back to the league, it still isn't as much as football and it's not close to it. But, you know, you can do something on that front. It's like if you're trying to lose weight, it's 80% what you eat and 20% how you work out. And I'm missing the final 20% anytime I feel like I need to do that. But that, that's kind of what it feels like, essentially. So it's not nothing. You know, it's the participation grade in class, basically. You want to have it because it'll help you somewhat, but it's not the bulk of what actually determines your grade. It's the final exam that, uh, that does that for you. But the Pac-12 sending, the, the, the idea of just sending two teams to March Madness as the host of Locked On Pac-12 drives me bananas. I love college basketball. I really do. I would love to talk about it more here on the show, but guess what? The Pac-12 is a mess right now. There is something more encouraging than I think the league deserves in many ways, frankly, that I will tell you after I tell you that LinkedIn Jobs is outstanding. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with the people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve 
your goals. They help you attract qualified candidates quickly to your open jobs with targeting tools. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. USC, Utah, Arizona State, Oregon. Four teams right now squarely on the bubble. Arizona and UCLA are in. But coming down the stretch here, according to bracketologists and Joe Lenardi, as of today, USC is a last four in to the tournament. Okay, that's encouraging because not long ago they were and first four out, but they swept a couple of bad teams at home. There you go. Sometimes that's all you need. I USC can, can get in if they take care of business down the stretch. The other schools can also do that. I really don't know about Oregon, man. I mean, first of all, I don't even I don't trust them to beat anybody. They just went on the low, went on the road, lost to both the Washington schools. They play at Oregon State on Saturday. They could lose that game. And Oregon State is not good. They could very easily lose that game. And then they close with the Bay Area schools at home. They could lose either of those games too. They might need to make a run, but they're the next four out right now. There's a possibility they could get in. And then you have Arizona State and Utah whose tournament hopes will squarely be decided by Arizona State and Utah. They have the opportunities. Arizona State is closer. They're a next four out right now, according to Lenardi, along with Oregon. And then Utah, I think if there were a a double next four out, they'd be in that conversation. But they play UCLA this week. And all these teams... Arizona State still has to play UCLA and Arizona. Utah has already beaten Arizona, and they still play UCLA. If you pick up wins there, you could get yourself in. And once you get in, hey, you never know. Anything could happen. UCLA, once upon a time, got in as a last four-in team. They had a play-in game to be an 11 seed, and they went to the Final Four. Once upon a time. You never know who that could be. But man, it's just a tough time to be a Pac-12 basketball fan. And I like Arizona and Utah a lot. I think both their ceilings are the Elite Eight. I I, I do. And I, I think Arizona's a touch better. I don't think either team is going to be breaking that national championship drought. Gosh, I would love to be wrong. I would, I would, I would love, absolutely love to be wrong on that front. Just don't see it. Just don't see it. And if the team if the league gets four teams in, that would be a heck of a lot better than getting two. Because you know who's gonna get two teams in? The West Coast Conference. St. Mary's and Gonzaga. You gotta be able to do better than that. So hopefully USC can can hold it down and one of Arizona State and Utah can make a run here. Cause man, just two teams in the big dance, which is very possible. I think I think the the minimum is two. Arizona and UCLA are in no matter what. Minimum is two. Absolute maximum would be five if Arizona State and Utah close strong with big wins. USC does well enough down the stretch to get into the field 
and then Oregon wins the conference tournament. Then you could have five. That is the absolute 1% probability of happening maximum there. But if you had just two, yikes. I hope that doesn't happen. We'll have to wait and see. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.